Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the brand new podcast, Carney and Sir Niggs. I have a sneeze that's just right on the edge of my nose, whatever you get that right there in this intro. So if you if I snap oh, see if I sound bad, it's it's because we did not pick the best time to start this, but we are gonna dive right in. I'm one of your hosts, Logan Carney here with my friend, Michael Cerniglia, or here is probably a, the wrong term to use it because you're actually all the way in Arizona, Mike. Actually, right, talk, tell people. actually I'm in Nevada. Nevada? <laughs> when did you move? So basically I was in Arizona working for my company and uh, I got furloughed like many other people during the COVID thing. So I had to make my way back to Pittsburgh for a few months to stay with my parents until I figured out what was going on. And then uh, they called me back and basically essentially said, Hey, your Arizona location can't take you back anytime soon. Um, but if you're willing to relocate, we'll send you to Lake Tahoe in Nevada. So here I am. So you were back. What you just said is you were back in Pittsburgh for two months and you didn't text me. That's nice. I, I was back in Pittsburgh for about five months and Oh, thanks for, reach, thanks for reaching out. So, so I would have reached out. However, my mom has underlying conditions. And so I had to quarantine it's hardcore when I was there. Yeah, I have friends are the same way. But so a new podcast is going to join the Carnival Network. Uh, be sure to check out my website if you haven't already. Um, and we're just going to talk sports or whatever topics are else on mind. We'll get into conversations. We'll see where it goes. Um, we both got some nice drinks, Hanley. Uh, tonight, I will be drinking Crown Royal Vanilla, but I do work tomorrow, so it's not going to be a long <laughs> night. Um, and Mike, what, what will you be having tonight? I got some Bankies, and for those that don't know, that's a Coors Banquet, highly recommended. Um, I got recommended these by my coworker up here who is from uh, Colorado. So definitely enjoying them. We'll take a nice. Oh, oh, that's very sweet. Wow, crown vanilla is very sweet. To the uh, to the queen, as they say. Yeah, Wait, makes, that's, uh, that's Canadian. That's Canadian. This is Canadian. So that would be the. Uh, do they have a queen still? Do they still have a queen in Canada. That'd be an interesting. I don't know. That'd be an interesting topic going into the royal family of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably so peaceful. <laughs> but, um, hey, buddy! <laughs> Don't call me buddy, guy. <laughs> Don't call me guy, friend. Don't call me friend, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, first topic, uh, Mike, big big baseball fans is both of us, um, both of us in a fantasy baseball league. Mike in the championship right now beat me. First year I'm not in the championship. Uh, very upset about that, but glad you know that. There's a little bit more competitive teams now in it. Uh, but, Mike, um, one of the topics that you had written down that you wanted to talk, first one at the top of your list, Trevor Bauer versus the MLB. So why don't you go ahead and explain what's going on with that, and then we'll dive right in. So it's pretty interesting what's going on right now. So as any baseball fan knows, the MLB has been uh, piss poor at uh, advertising their great players and making the sport a mainstream thing as it once was our pastime. And uh, Trevor Bauer has been one of the few players to uh, speak up and fight back. And he's been vlogging and he has a big social media presence. And um, lately the MLB has been 
uh, putting all kinds of restrictions on him. Like he can't vlog when he's with his team during the COVID process. And God forbid we see him take a Q-tip to the nose. And uh, he went a little further. <laughs> this, uh, I think it was a week or two ago, he wore the uh, Joe Kelly cleats. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Logan, but. Yeah, um, I, I, I saw the meme. T- I saw the uh, Joe Kelly also visited the uh, the mural. Yes. Yeah. His family went and visited the mural of him doing the, the face to the Astros in L.A. Uh, for, for those that don't know, Trevor Bauer uh, posted some Joe Kelly uh, inspired cleats from when he had his uh, dealing with the Astros and he was saying he was going to wear them in the game and the MLB essentially said uh, that they will eject him from the game, fine him heavily and potentially suspend him if he wore those cleats um, saying that it goes against their uh, policies or whatnot for advertising on the uniform. So I think that, uh, I think that the sport needs more people like Trevor Bauer. Our generation and the one below us is very um, responsive to controversy and very responsive to people speaking their mind and not just uh, playing by the book. And I, I like Trevor Bauer and I like Mike Clevenger. I think those are the kind of guys we need. And the MLB just seems to keep suppressing them. So uh, I guess we'll see who wins that battle. But it's it, it's it's interesting because it goes and it's it's the it's where the MLB has lacked behind the NBA especially in mm-hmm. terms of marketing their players and or allowing their players to have these big personalities and market themselves. I mean, you look at the NBA's there's they're signing huge shoe deals, you know, because of because not just because of their talent on the court, but because of their personalities off the court as well because they're playing NBA 2K because they're, you know, heavy in social activism because they're talking about the league because they're rapping you know or that's that was more Shaquille and Kobe back in the day <laughs> not so much Kobe but you know they're doing they're doing things that are fun they're, they're making movies you know they're in movies they're, they're they're doing stuff off the court that's really great for marketing um, themselves and you know you look at the MLB you know and not to use Bauer Bauer is more of a good example of how it works but then you look at you know, somebody like Mike Trout, who doesn't market himself really at all, he's arguably one of the best players of all time. And nobody outside of baseball really knows who he is because he's very quiet and he doesn't he doesn't talk much. And, you know, even though he plays, he plays in L.A. too. He plays in L.A. So, no, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of Trevor Bauer personally, but okay. I do agree in the sense – he has grown on me a little bit this year because he's he's also the only player that spoke out against how the players were treating the negotiations to get the season started. Mm-hmm. You know, all the other players either, you know, were for how the players were handling it or they stayed quiet. Trevor was the only one that really spoke out against both the owners and the players for the fact that they're, you know, it took them so long to get a deal for the season. Uh, so Trevor Bauer is somebody that, uh, that is uh he's not one of my favorite players but he's definitely grown on me this year in terms of his personality and they definitely do need that more in baseball and even just uh interesting you bring him up though because one of the the star pitchers on your favorite team hates trevor bauer i don't know if you saw (laughs) that story with garrett cole and trevor bauer the two hate each other because trevor being as 
cocky and arrogant as he is and Garrett Cole being very quiet, um, really, in the scenes, um, off the fields. And, oh, looks like we might be having some internet issues. Oh. You there, Mike? Am I frozen? No. No, nah, nah, we're good now. We're good now. Okay. We were for a second. But okay. Garrett Cole said – or I think it was Bowers said in an interview because they were teammates in college that um, – Cole told Trevor Bauer that Trevor Bauer was never going to make it in the major leagues. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I did not I always know thought that. was kind That's of funny. But, I mean, if we're going to compare the two, yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't yeah, know Garrett that. Cole told Trevor Bauer when they were in college that Trevor was never going to make the major leagues because Trevor was a cocky little shit. <laughs> That's definitely so, <laughs> his personality. I think it was what? Is UCLA is where they went, or USC? Okay. Um, somewhere in California, I know. Okay. But I, I forget where specifically. But, yeah, going back to the, the shoe deals you were talking about, I still see people wearing Ken Griffey shoes from, like, the 90s. That was, like, the only instance we ever saw in the MLB with, a, like, a big, like, Nike sponsorship of football. Yeah, and they sign, you know, cleat deals and bat deals and stuff like that. But, you know, the thing is about a shoe deal is that people that don't watch the NBA can wear a, a, a shoe mm-hmm. out in public. You know, people that don't play baseball aren't going to buy baseball cleats or baseball bats or, or anything, even if their favorite player, you know, has this deal. So, I mean, the NBA has an advantage in terms of being able to do stuff like that. But, you know, like even like – you look at jersey sales and stuff like the individual players are just not as popular in baseball as compared to the NBA significantly because baseball, like you said, kind of silences their personalities while the NBA lets their person players' personalities take over, which mm-hmm. is really smart marketing for the NBA. And Definitely. not so much. That's also a flaw with the NHL. The NHL doesn't really excuse me. The NHL doesn't really have any players that, you know, push themselves out. Like, we only know Crosby because he's great. But Crosby, Crosby's one of the best ever. But Crosby's a very quiet, you know, guy that just, you know, he does a lot of good things, but he's very quiet about all the stuff he does, very quiet of his off the field, off the court or ice, I guess you say, off the ice, rink, whatever, life. Um, so, you know, I agree with that point significantly. Um, one of the next topics you have is something that's been talked about with every sport. Um, is there an asterisk next to the champion of this winner? Now, before you get – I bet you if if we talked about this topic three weeks ago when the Yankees were still in contention, you probably would say there wouldn't be an asterisk. But now that the Yankees are out of contention, I bet you're going to say that there should be an asterisk. Am I right? You're wrong. <laughs> I believe there shouldn't be an asterisk. And I believe that since the beginning when they told us the rules – um, I feel like 162 games is arbitrary. We made that up. Somewhere along the line, we decided 162 was enough for a season. And uh, if, like, if we decided way back when that the season was going to be 200 innings and then it got shortened to 150, would we be saying the same thing? And so I, I feel like uh, – 60 games is plenty to determine who's got the best team and who can perform the best. It definitely gives some uh, smaller teams a chance over uh, a longer period season. 
Um, but I feel like it's, I don't know, I've been watching and other than the fact that there's no crowd noise, really, um, it seems like there's, it's the same, it's the same baseball. There's injuries, players are doing well, players don't do well, they go on hot streaks. The Yankees started 16 and six, they lost like six in a row, and then they just won their last five. And so it feels like any other season, that's typically what happens. So I don't, I don't see any asterisk in this. Um, the only thing I'm hoping for is that the champion at the end is not the Astros or Red Sox. So <laughs> it's probably not going to be the Red Sox. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they still they're 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 in that Kumar chase right now with the Pirates. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, to me, an asterisk should only be there if it's like if if some uh, if one team has more of an advantage than the, the other, like two, you know, because of because. But yeah, like like the Astros cheated. You know, that's an asterisk. You know, uh, Barry Bonds, you know, broke the home run record, but he did steroids. So there's an asterisk next to it. You yeah. know, stuff like that. Uh, there isn't an asterisk if all the teams are on the the same playing field. You know, none of them are cheating or that we know of. None of them are cheating that we know of. And they're all playing the same amount of games, the same, you know, same type of roles are set up. They're both playing the opposite division in the same area. So, you know, even though the Yankees are going to have a tougher schedule because they got to play against the Reds, the, well, the Red Sox aren't that good this year, surprisingly, but they got to play against the Rays and the Blue Jays have been good this year. Then say the Pirates who, you know, have the NL Central and the AL Central. Granted, they've only won two games against the AL Central, but those are much weaker divisions than, you know, say the Yankees do. You're not, you're still not going to say there's an asterisk if the Yankees win over that because that's just, you know, that's the rules. That's, it's a fair way to decide the rules. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I, if, if every team does it, if every team has the same in like this, like this year, they all play 60 games. They all playing against, they're all playing regional games. There, there shouldn't be an – and, and they expanded it so that it's the top two teams from each division, you know, and a couple wild card teams. So, really, the regional thing, you know, there's not much of an advantage if you get an easier regional schedule than, you know, another team. Um, it, there shouldn't be an asterisk at all. I, I agree 100%. Although, you know, when we look back, you know, we're always going to say, well, they won the year that only had 60 games. We're always still going to say that. Yeah. We're always going to bring that up. I you actually, know, I kind of so. like it though, because it kind of forced teams like we didn't have a regular spring training. It wasn't a regular off season. Like, and so these teams basically had to, uh, and all thir- I'm talking all 30 MLB teams. They had to uh, basically like pull the season out of their ass and like, <laughs> either you're going to play good or you're not going to play good. Like there was no prep. I don't think the trade deadline was as uh, populated as it would have been had we had a regular season. And uh, yeah. so I think it's a good challenge for all the teams to see like who wants it the most, like who's willing to like deal with whatever comes their way. Well, even the sense, like, I mean, there's only a couple weeks left at this point, I believe. Uh, but, you know, the fact that half the league makes it mm-hmm. and there's so many little games, you know, even the teams like the Pirates and the Red Sox and the Royals who, you know, are the worst teams in the league, Technically, they're still mathematically in the in the, in yeah. the race, you know. And and to have that, I personally think to have that every once to have that like just once randomly is a very fun gimmick that should bring interest back into a sport. Like you know, you know, for example, the NBA and the NHL 
build playoffs, you know, how the NHL and the NBA both did it, inviting, you know, the teams that were close to the playoffs in and, and competing in the bubble. Like, those are gimmick seasons that I think are fun, you know. as long as, It's yeah. not how I want it to be the norm, but if it happens, like, it's fun. You know, I, I enjoy it. Like, I want these – like, um, one of the topics um, maybe we'll get into later if we have time. We didn't get into on my other podcast, um, Pittsburgh, Maine, but we, we were going to, but we didn't get into it, um, is that the ACC college basketball ACC, – ACC and their college basketball coaches proposed an NCAA tournament this year in which all 351 schools make the tournament. <laughs> And like, like I like I'm not gonna. That is an idiotic idea that I'm 100 percent for because I kind of want to see how it happens. I kind of want to see this gimmick, how it's going to work. Like if there's a, if this is the only chance ever that people are gonna have, you know, bearing another world war or bearing another pandemic like this, which is probably not gonna happen for 50, 100 years from now, you know. <laughs> Bearing anything like that, this is the only chance any of these leagues are going to have at a gimmick, you know, way to bring fun. And I think I think stuff like that will be fun, you know? To yeah. see Robert Morris and 350 <laughs> other teams, <laughs> schools that you've never heard of in the NCAA tournament would be fun. It's stupid. It's re- ridiculous. But it's it's fun. And it's, it's the time to try it if you're going to try something like that, you know? So these gimmick seasons, like – yeah, I don't want this to be the norm going forward, but like all sports are entertainment and it's, you cannot deny that this isn't entertaining, that stuff like this is not entertaining, you know, that's all sports are. And uh, actually uh, a funny story about COVID baseball. So I am probably one of a couple thousand people that uh, can say I went to a live baseball game this year. Really? I did. So when, so I didn't leave Arizona until late March. That's when I was furloughed. And um, the Rockies and Diamondbacks share a spring training stadium called Salt River Field in Scottsdale, Arizona, which was one mile from my apartment. And uh, back in, I believe it was, I believe it was like very early March or late February I went to one of the first spring training games and I saw the Rockies and the angels play at salt river field. And so it feels so weird because so few people have been in a stadium watching baseball now because it's all been banned. And I actually did go to a live game this year. Well, lucky, lucky you. Lucky you. I, I wish I could have gone to live sports this year. I will say that at the time, this is before we knew that COVID was a thing. um, I was a little disappointed because I originally had went to that game. Well, this would have been. Sorry, go ahead. Well, this would have been, sorry to to interrupt, but that that would have been March. So that would have been right when things started closing, right? Well, okay, so. Or was it February? Things had started, I think it was late February, like the last couple of days, but. Things did start closing in, like, New York, but on the West Coast, it, like, hadn't, like, clicked yet. Like, the bars were still open. Everything was still, like, uh, like, I think I went to a club in, like, the first week of March. Okay. You just really, like, glitched out on me, bro. (laughs) 
We're probably gonna have to use. Good thing we're both recording because you're probably gonna you're you're gonna have to send me your feed because it's probably gonna sound better because you're okay. like my 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 Wi-Fi stinks at my house. It does. It just stinks. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I think we use Comcast. We have Comcast or Verizon. We have one of those two. I think we have FiOS. Yeah, we have FiOS. So so FiOS, you know, get your get your crap <laughs> together. Because I want to do more of these, but you know, you make it very. If you've heard my other podcast, Pittsburgh Maine, you probably are well aware of our technical issues, <laughs> right? So, Fios, I need you to get your stuff together because we want to do more of this stuff. Anyway, anyway, yeah, so, so uh, yeah, so it was back in really early March, coast yet, and um, but I will say at the time I was disappointed because I went to that game with the hope that I would get to see at least one at bat from Mike Trout because I've never seen him live. And unfortunately, he didn't play that game. And uh, I actually did. Uh, sorry, you broke up there for a second. Um, I did, <laughs> Thank you, Fios. Yeah, thanks, Fios. Um, I actually did attend another baseball event live this year, but it was not a game. So um, Trevor Williams, if I know you know who he is, but uh, for people that aren't familiar, he's a pitcher for the Pirates. And um, – He's from I'm sure most of our listeners will, because it will probably be our family and friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Trevor Williams had like lives, his permanent address is in Arizona and he actually hosted a home run derby for charity at, um, um, I'm blanking on the name of the college, but, um, he held a, a home run derby consisting of only MLB players that went to, um, college in Arizona. And uh, so, for instance, um, Quinn Cotton was there. He competed. Um, Kevin Kramer was there. Uh, there were a few MLB players, I think like five or six of them. So I got to see that also. It was an interesting uh, home run derby. Who won? Do you remember you know, who I won? Can't, I can't remember, to tell you the truth. Um, there weren't any, like, huge names like uh, – I mean, Trevor Williams. Wow, you tell me, Kevin. You tell me, Kevin Kramer isn't a big name. Are you telling me Kevin Kramer is not a huge name? <laughs> Kevin Kramer is not a huge he's name. One, he's one half of the sign of the Kevin Seinfeld duo. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Tra- Kevin Kramer and Kevin Newman. They're the Seinfeld duo. Kevin Newman duo. was there also, actually. You're telling me they're not big names? They both. <laughs> Newman was there too. Yeah, they both competed there. I mean, I mean, I'd assume. I'd assume it'd be mostly Pirates and probably some Marlins. Probably some Marlin or at least former Marlin prospects mixed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just been it's just been weird. COVID's just been weird on everything. And you know, it's it's kind of crazy that I mean, think about it now. You know, think about when you were in eight you were eight years old and you had to do a project on, you know, say World War Two or the Cold War or something like that. And you had to go interview, you know, your grandma or somebody that lived in it. That's going to be us with our kids and our grandkids, you know, yeah. when they're talking about, okay, here's your interview on, you know, interview on 2020 with, you know, North. Everyone forgets like, like the, the whole Iran situation beginning. They forget the North Korea situation the year before. Um, they forget because of COVID. I mean, granted, it's very, you know, reasonable to forget that stuff. But, you know, the COVID, the Black Lives Matter movement, the 
the you know apparently you know Afghanistan and the Taliban are in peace talks right now. Like there's so much historical events going on. Most of it's bad, like 90% of it's bad, <laughs> but there's so much historical events going on this year that people are going to, you know, take, when we're, when we have our, you know, you're not going to have kids, but you may have a, I don't know if you have a brother or sister, but you may have a nephew or. I do uh, have a brother and a sister. Okay. So you may have a nephew or a niece that's may have to, that may choose to talk to you over their, over your brother or your sister. And they're going to be like, okay. And you're gonna to have to explain just how weird this whole year has been. Like, yeah, there, this this is <laughs> it's just crazy. Like you learn about we learn about all these things in history, you know. And mm -hmm. we live in you know some big historical moments. Like obviously the election of Barack Obama was a huge historical moment. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know um, that's just the nine eleven huge historical moment. Mm -hmm. Like those are huge, although I don't, you know, remember much from that, but that was a huge historical moments that we lived through. But this is one that people are going to come to and ask us about this year. And you never think when you learn about all these historical moments in history, you never think that you're going to be living through one. And you're yeah. going to be the, the, the person that's teaching your kids about, you know, how I couldn't find a job for six months because everything was shut down or, you know, we had, we stuck in our house, you know, you walk outside and like that picture where, uh, that people have been sending on Twitter with the California wildfires. And it'll be like, yeah. if you told your, if you sent this picture a year ago and you told them that the reason they're wearing masks is not because of the fires, but because of a disease, mm -hmm. you know, just, just imagine how crazy that would be. Like this well, yeah. is all the stuff that we're going to be talking about, you know, it, it's just weird to think about it. Like the, the, that we're living through what's going to end up being one of the most historical years on record at least yeah. in the history of the u.s because of just everything that's going on and it's it's just crazy to think about that yeah and uh speaking of the california wildfires um i don't know if you like you know where lake tahoe is in nevada when i mentioned it but um i'm like i can walk to california like i'm right on the border and so up here in Nevada, like we just every day, I like when you wake up in the morning, you just see like smoke covering the sky. Really? Like there's wow. no fires here, but it's just like filled with smoke, and you can like feel it in the air when you're breathing. Is the sky orange too, or? No, no, it's not quite that bad. Um, depending on the wind, it can actually be clear here because we're so far away from the fires. The fires are actually about at least a hundred miles away from where I am. It's just that it travels so far. Yeah. Um, we actually, uh, so like I'm walking distance from the beaches here on Lake Tahoe and, um, a little bit of a flex there. Some, <laughs> so some of the, some of the, uh, the beaches have been shut down on certain days because of all the smoke. And, uh, I recently talked to my friend who lives in North Dakota and he said they got a little bit of smoke. And so it's making wow. its way like, like they're bad. It's almost like the world's ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pandemic. What does it say? I mean, it says in the Bible, it was like, because I see that movie, uh, This is the End. I have. Like because it's about revelations. I mean, yeah. it's a comedy, but they use revelations as the way to end the world. 
mm-hmm. and like and it's like a great hill will be on fire and ended up being the Hollywood Hills. That's kind of what it's like right now, what we're living through. I would not be sure. I mean, we're laughing about how this could be the end of the world, but it very well could be the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, I typically uh, spend <laughs> my weekends. some of the, the things, which is just crazy. Yeah, I typically spend my weekends hiking, and actually the uh, a lot of the national forests around me are closed and not allowing any hikers or anything wow. because they're afraid people are going to start fires. And there's currently a uh, a ban in my county on op- any open flame outdoors. Well, it's like at this part last year, you know, was when basically all of uh, 70% of Australia was on fire. Yeah, exactly. I think it was this, this point last year was like the exact time. And like, um, obviously, you know, Australia's home to a lot more unique animals than California is. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of animals that were in, not just, you know, in danger of dying, but in danger of being completely wiped off the earth. A lot of species just completely gone extinct because of just how bad those fires were. Have you ever thought, you know, this is, you know, what's crazy is like wildfires are so difficult to control for, for obvious reasons. But, you know, today we have with all the technology, the fire departments and everything like that. You know, we can, you know, it will, we, we know that we'll be able to stop it eventually. Mm-hmm. What do you think it was like back in the, you know, back when it back when, you know, we didn't even discover America yet, or they didn't have fire departments and all these fires would come up and there was just no way to stop it. I don't know why this was a shower thought that I had the other day. Well, so um, I don't think at that time that California was widely inhabited. Um, I, f- I think like when we came here, we... Uh, well, it wouldn't have just been... I mean, this is like worldwide, you know, back when they had, you know, they yeah. didn't have strong fire departments. Any fire gets started anywhere, it's going to be, you know, crazier and crazier and crazier. Like there's a chance it could just go all the way across Australia before it rains. You know, because there's there's no way for the natives to stop it without, like, a fire department. Yeah, I think they would have had to just, like, get the heck out of there and let it burn. (laughs) Here's a question that's – here's a question that's completely off topic. Okay. But, you know, this whole podcast has been off topic. Once again, this is Logan Carney and Michael Cernigula, if you're just joining us. Cernigs and Carnes, we're going to call this new podcast um, coming your way on the air – on the airways. Yeah, Snigs and Cards. That sounds better than Carnes and Snigs. Eh. Either one. We'll see what we'll see what I type up. We'll see what types up. It'll be called one of those first episodes, as you can tell, because we don't really have the full name yet. Um, you know, this episode tonight sponsored by Chorus for Mike and sponsored by Crown Royal for me. Of course, those aren't actual those are not actual sponsorships. So companies, please do not sue us for saying that. Um, these aren't actual sponsorships, but we're trying to relax and have fun. This is a very relaxed show, but all right. So get into an off topic, but relaxed question. Five moments in history you can time travel to. What are you, you're not allowed to change it. All right. So I'm not saying you can time travel and go back and kill Hitler. You can't do that, but you can travel to five moments in history and watch it happen. What are the five that you would choose? Wow. That's a good one. I've never been asked that. So, um, I think I would like to see the Declaration of Independence signed. That'd be cool. Yeah. 
I'd like to see Babe Ruth call a shot. Um, I'd like to see Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech. The famous one, I had a dream. Um, <laughs> I would like, I well, I mean, he gave many speeches. So like the, the famous- I wish you specified like, a speech that wasn't the March on Washington. Like, you know, <laughs> I'd like to see Martin Luther King's speech. And then like five minutes later, you just go, you know, that one he gave at a church that one time. <laughs> like just, one, <laughs> just a random one that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. That's the one you wanted to see. So I'd like to see a moment like that. That'd be a cool thing to see. I'd like to see um, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Sammy Davis Jr. perform at the Sands in California. And I would like to see Tony Hawk when he did that first 900. That's an interesting one. See, I don't know if I'd pick something we've had video of. That's a tough one. That's fair. That's a fair point. Um, but if I had to sit in off the top of my head, if I had to sit in on five history moments, th those are the five I think I would pick. I would pick – the only one I would pick because I, we just missed it. I think you – yeah, you, you – if you were if you were alive for it, you definitely wouldn't remember it. So we'll say you just missed it too. But the only one that I would pick is if – would be being there for the OJ car chase and trial. That's the only moment from recent times – with that I would pick. That would be cool. Personally. That would be really, really cool. But I'd have to be in the court I have to be in the courtroom and I'd have to be able to see the car chase. I mean I could if I watched the car chase on TV, that'd be pretty iconic too. But I'd have to be in the courtroom for, for the court. I wouldn't go back just to watch it on TV again. Yeah, that's uh, a real, that's a really cool one. I like that. What are your other four? Hmm. I mean for the pirates, I'm always gonna you know Nineteen Come on, say it. <laughs> your Yanks. Game seven. We'll walk off home run. That's I the sports. It. That's you the sports to. moment. That or the um that or the immaculate reception would be the sports moment that I pick. Okay. One of those two would be the sports moment that I pick. Okay. Other than that, I mean there's so many. Hmm. This is a tougher one than I thought. <laughs> I know, um, and I came up with five good ones off my head. I think the deck, the signing of the Declaration of Independence would be, would be up there. I think that'd be a really, really cool moment to see, especially if I could sign it. Well, we always <laughs> people always debate like what were their actual intentions and what did they mean by this, and I would just love to sit in the room and hear what they're saying as they're like signing this, so I could the arguments, the arguments by it. You ever see that South Park episode where they um travel back in time? I Cartman. have not. I don't watch South Park. Is the, I think it was the it was the one hundredth, one hundredth episode of South Park, because they sang a song at the end about how it was the hundredth episode, and the episode <laughs> was about um, it was called country music versus rock and roll or something like that, and on the countryside it was about the war in Iraq. In the countryside they wanted to go to war, and they sang country music and stuff like that to go to war. And on the rock and roll side, they were protesting the war and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the uh, history class, uh, uh, Mr. Garrison assigned the students an essay that they need to write on what would the founding fathers think of the war today. And Cartman 
trying to get out of writing the essay, knocks himself unconscious, so he has a flashback back to 1776. Oh man! <laughs> and he's and what he and like their whole argument is that he uh is that the founding fathers wrote the Declaration so that they can sound like they're against war, so that they could go to war. <laughs> so they have so they allow so it's like having your cake and eating it too. Yeah. So you come off strong across the world, but also a country that cares about other people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very it's very um interesting. Um yeah, oh shoot. What other moments? I mean I mean Babe Ruth's called shot is a pretty significant moment. Yeah, but I'm not a Yankees fan. So I I wouldn't I don't care much about that. If you were a baseball fan, you got to care about it. It's Babe Ruth, the Sultan of Swat, the Great Bambino. There's other baseball fans. There's other baseball moments. There is. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of some. I think one of those uh, meetings to go a little bit more recent, although this isn't recent, within the last hundred years, I guess. One of the meetings between Churchill, uh, Stalin, and um, FDR around World War II, I think would be a cool thing to sit in. Yeah, that would be super cool. Like one of the plannings for D-Day or when they signed the treaty or something like that would be cool to sit in. Definitely. Definitely. After that, hmm. I think another cool one that I didn't include in my I list. I could pick anything anything with Jesus, seeing Jesus do any of his miracles. Okay. If that counts, if we can bring religion into it. Yeah, I mean. You know, it, like seeing him walk on water, seeing him rise again. Like, obviously, that's like, I mean, you know, if, if you could see something like that. You know, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go one further. I'm going to go all the way back to year zero. I'm going to see how the universe was created. Wow. I'm going to cheat. Yeah. I want to see how the universe was created. That's what I want to see. Find out once and for all. I don't know if I believe. Well, like, because even, like, like, the one thing, the big, like, it's just, like, like, I don't, I'm skeptical on all the different variations of how it could create because, like, I always feel like there needs to be something, like the chicken and the egg. Mm -hmm. Like, people's, like, the people that criticize, you know, creatism, or like, well, how did this guy create this whole planet? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, with the big bland, the big, I don't say big bland, uh, the big, <laughs> the big boom, big bang, bang. The big bang, sorry, the third time. I mean, that's just literally something exploding out of nowhere. Like, there, there but it obviously had, at one point, there was nothing. At one point, there was nothing. So like what 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 did what was the thing that came out of nowhere? Yeah. And I th think you know I don't know how I would be able to see it because like I would probably die if I time traveled back to the end. <laughs> but I think I think that would be if that counts. If that's allowed of an answer, sure. I would choose something sure. like that. You created the question, so you create the parameters. <laughs> the beginning of the universe. And I've really taken liberties with it. The beginning of the universe and one of Jesus's miracles are real liberties with 
with this answer. <laughs> I think one really cool one would be to witness uh -huh. humans discovering fire. You said discovering fire? Yeah, like, you said? The, like the first human on Earth to set a fire. I think that would be a cool one. I think that. Have you ever see Space Odyssey? I have not. Bang, bang. However, that's a. There is a uh, there is an island of people, off of, I think it's like a few hundred miles um, away from India. I don't know if you've heard of Australia. Of I think but, uh, yeah. The one yeah, I thought it was Australia. So the one where uh, people, like they've never interacted with the outside world. And so they're still like in a Neanderthal. Yeah. So I don't know if you've like kept up with that at all, but uh, about probably a year ago, they were saying that, excuse me, the, uh, the people there forgot how to make fire. Like it got lost in the generations. And really? so, yeah. So like, they just have fires lit and then when they want other ones they just light them off of those fires but they don't any longer have the ability to make fire they forgot how to do it it's really interesting joe rogan talked i'm gonna be honest it. i don't go ahead i just i don't know how that's i don't know how that's still a thing like i don't it's just that's what's shocking to me that well, they managed to stay self-isolated that other that with that other people like us manage to keep themselves isolated like no well, no war hungry expansionist leader said i'm gonna go take over this island and send the military in so like that's that that's what's crazy to me is that everybody just agreed we're just gonna let these people be and now they're studying them like they're a zoo animal, <laughs> which is well, kind of messed up. But, well, but like, I, it's it's crazy. It's it's just crazy how I've read a little. Bit I know about people have it. tried to visit it, and um, yeah, go ahead. So I've read a little bit about it, and so allegedly the uh, the case is that their island isn't particularly resourceful. Like it's enough for them to keep their small population going. It's not enough. Uh, to actually like make it worthwhile for any country to take over. Um, and there was actually, I don't know if he was a psychologist or a sociologist or what his profession was, but there was a guy that went there and attempted to like study them hands on and like try to make friends with them and like learn from them. And um, he went there and allegedly the guy was like a psycho and like he started like molesting kids there and stuff and that was like back in the 80s and like so they so that's why they're so that's why they don't like outsiders well yeah so they killed the dude i think and i could be wrong about that but like there's been since the 80s a bunch of different people like missionaries from churches and stuff they've tried to like take a boat over to bring them food bring them supplies just like help them out and they start throwing spears and rocks at the boats and they try to like kill you. Wow. The, and yeah, no, I saw, I saw that. I saw that people, people that try and visit it. Well, that's another thing. Like I know like the Australian government and Indian government say, don't go to this Island. But when one of their citizens, you know, is an idiot and goes to that Island, 
I'm surprised and gets killed. I'm surprised no leader of a nation out there that loses a national is like, all right, well now we have to go, you know, kidnap, take all these people. Yeah. I think they're like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised with how understanding everybody in the world is about this Island that just wants to be left alone. About yeah, this tribe that just wants to be left alone. Yeah, uh, that, that's what surprises me about it, and and how and how long and how they've been understanding for, you know, since the dawn of man, mm-hmm. or at least whenever that whenever that tribe found that island, you know. Well, and the scary thing is because they've just been self-populating and everything. There's a lot of like inbreding going on, and also they haven't been exposed to what we've been exposed to. And so they, they don't have herd immunity to anything like chicken pox yeah. can wipe out the whole island. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, I know that's a reason as to why they don't want to go there. Yeah. Our typical flu could wipe them out easily. And so like, it's really, COVID would not be a good time to go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, I guess they don't have COVID because how would they? Yeah. They want to get COVID. There probably wouldn't be an island if they had COVID. Yeah. Like I think there's only like 2,000 people there. It's a lot of people in one tribe, though. Yeah. I think they just, uh, I guess they're just self-sustaining. But, God, you got to wonder. Imagine, like, like, they don't know what a car is. They don't know what a house is. They've never heard of Apple. Like. They've never heard of Taylor Swift. Well, I didn't say there wasn't benefits. <laughs> well, it's like uh, there's this sketch group I used to watch, and I still watch a lot, called Whitest Kids You Know. I, I remember watching them. You ever, and there's one sketch where the, it's these two guys from the future go back in time and grab a farmer from the past and take him to the future. And the farmer's just standing there, like wide-eyed, looking around, not saying anything. <laughs> like it would be such a cultural shock. Like that's yeah. kind of like you know, when like people first landed in North America. Mm-hmm. Like imagine the culture, the culture shock of 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 just of just seeing these people with this huge wooden ship, you know, and these metal weapons just landing on your, on your you know, obviously. You know, bad stuff happens after that that wasn't related to culture shock that we won't really get into. But, you know, the whole just like seeing like something that's just huge, something you never expected could even exist. You know, I mean, they've seen boats, but who knows if they've seen an airplane. Definitely not the Santa Maria. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's 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 something that I think shock. And then. What goes to me is how a group of people never wanted to explore outside, you know, how they, they see all these boats and they see these people with, you know, technology, like the people that go on the island have technology a lot better mm-hmm. and they're not curious as to what, as to what the outside world is like. Well, I don't think they quite comprehend, like if they were to see this phone, they, I don't think they would process it as a phone. They would process it as like a piece of plastic or something. Like they wouldn't actually understand what it could do or that the fact that it has abilities to do anything. Yeah, but you wouldn't see people with, you know, better clothes and better 
equipment and better everything. Like you, you can, you, you know, like they can, you know, they see a person wearing full clothes. They can tell, they can probably figure out that it's better clothes. Well, you're I telling don't me like even that minor like stuff. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like minor stuff like that. You're telling me there wouldn't be a curiosity to go out and explore the world. Oh, beyond. definitely. I mean, like I've seen it before with, um, when I lived in Pennsylvania, I've seen it before with the Amish. I mean, I drive past some Amish kids who are a little bit younger and they're like, what the heck? Like they, like they've never gotten into a car and driven it before. Yeah. But I'm sure the Amish teaches their kids about cars. Yeah. But they're probably still pretty curious about how it works and what it does. Cause yeah, they probably just know that true. they exist. That's true. That's true. I don't know how that, I don't know how, like, what kind of witchcraft that they've used to make a, uh, to make a fireless fireplace without, without, uh, without any electricity. Yeah, well. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. Is that what, that's what it is? Is that what they use? I have to look that up. I have to double well, check what that is. Actually, so it depends. So if you have an Orthodox Amish person, they won't use any technology or like at all. But most of them kind of do like it, they kind of do it halfway where like, so I've been on construction, when I used to do construction, um, I would be on construction sites where the, they couldn't own technology, but they could pay someone to drive them in a truck full of tools to the job site. They could use the other person's tools and then they load them back up in the truck and then they go home. And so they're technically not owning the stuff, but they're using it daily. Um, and so you, I think that's the case with most of them nowadays, but, uh, there still are a few Orthodox, especially in, uh, mid Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm just looking up this Amish fireplace. <laughs> it looks like, all right. So it is, it, it doesn't, I don't know if it was made by the Amish or not, but Okay, it was made in China. Okay. It was the Chinese. That's that's that makes sense. That makes sense. But it's, it uses like significantly less energy or, or like than than like a microwave to heat up your whole house. Wow. And Amish Amish you you ever seen those? I have not. Those like space heaters? Those space heaters? Oh, like the, uh, like which ones, like the electric ones or like the. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like those electric ones that look like there's a fire going on. I, I haven't seen one that looks like a fire, but I've seen the little ones that kind of go, they, they look like a rolling radiator. Yeah. 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 Amish fireplaces are like that, except they're better. They're like 60 grand. <laughs> and then, then they're like, they use like significantly less energy and they can heat your whole house. It's incredible. It's like some witchcraft. Yeah, I actually really wasn't uh, made by the Amish, though. You know, it was made by the Chinese, in, apparently. Out here in Nevada, I don't have a central air or heat. I actually don't have an AC in my apartment because you don't need one. Oh, look at me. I live in Nevada. <laughs> you far from Vegas? I'm about three or four hours north of Vegas. So you haven't been there yet? No, I'm up. Uh, I'm about a half hour. Well, it's probably, from, you know. to be fair, it's probably not a lot to do right now. So it makes sense why you wouldn't go to, to Vegas anyway. Yeah. But I'm enjoying Lake Tahoe. The I I prefer the uh, beach to Vegas. I'm would be a Vegas man. I mean, don't but get me I wrong. I do not. 
<laughs> the, the Hooters Hotel and Casino is $20 a room. <laughs> Just so you know. I, it's not called that anymore. I forget what it's called now. But at one point, it was the Hooters Hotel and Casino, and it's, it's $20 a room. And that yeah, was pre-COVID. That was pre-COVID prices. So it's probably even cheaper uh, now. I don't pay for hotels, or I don't have to. Um, I get well, I mean, through my work. Yeah, you get compliments, but, like, why won't you just say you spent the night in a $20 hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that's on, it's on the strip, too, Mike. It's on the strip. It's on the strip. Does Hyatt have a hotel you know what? on the maybe, strip? Maybe we'll make a trip. Yeah, we should. Hooters Hotel and Casino. Yeah, let's make a trip. Let's plan it for 2021. We'll go in the does, summer. Does Does Hyatt have a have a hotel on the strip? Um, you know, I actually don't know. See, so but we could both get our own rooms at the Hooters Hotel and Casino for twenty dollars a room. This episode is not sponsored by Hooters, by the way. We are just remarking at their price. I'm gonna pull up their prices real quick. Uh, let's see here. I don't forget what their new name is. It's not called the Hooters Hotel and Casino anymore. It's called the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Wait, no, that's not right. That's a 16. 17, yep, that's it. Yep, this is it. The Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's $17 a night. Right on, this, right on the strip. Wow. That's something else. <laughs> <laughs> that's it looks like, it's, like a meal at a nice restaurant. It has a pool and free Wi-Fi, too. Wow. Well, most of their hotel rooms, like, most of their hotel rooms aren't that expensive because they want you to put money into their casinos. Yeah. I will say, though, I, uh... Excalibur, for example, Excalibur right now is $79. The Luxor is, um, $83. Like, those are not... Well, to be fair, those are COVID. not that expensive. Yeah, but they're usually around there, too. Because I've looked at this before. I've always wanted to go to Vegas. So I've looked at these prices before. I will go to Vegas anytime. If you want to make a trip to Vegas, you can come stay at my place for a night or something, and then we'll drive down and spend a weekend there. I need a job first. The, <laughs> the, the, the plane ticket, there's only one flight that goes to, to Vegas from pittsburgh and that's if you get on um not allegiant spirit spirit airlines from from um from latrobe if you get on spirit and fly out of latrobe then you can go to vegas and it's like a 250 dollars so like that's what and then i know if i'm going to go to vegas i'm going to want to spend a grand or two a grand going to shows and gambling because like you're not going to go to vegas and not i would hang out you're not going to not see penn and teller that's the problem when you drink, you gamble. That's where they get you. No, I New York, New York's one hundred forty dollars. My gosh, they're still charging a lot. I go to casinos with friends, and I just—I uh, thought of just drink, and I don't gamble. Technical difficulties. Thanks, FiOS. Oh, you missed that, FiOS. Yeah, Fios. I said there, there's there's a Walgreens on the strip in Vegas. Maybe I can get a job at the Walgreens out there. Hey, man. <laughs> I would yeah. totally work. I love my – look, I'm very ha- grateful for Walgreens and everything. 
obviously I don't want to work for Walgreens the rest of my life, but I'm very grateful that they keep bringing me back, especially during this. But I will gladly work at Walgreens for the rest of my life if it means I get to work at the one on the strip. <laughs> Nevada, Nevada's minimum wage is like eleven dollars an hour. I'm sure everything's expensive in Vegas, though. Well, yeah. Usually, those those tourist cities can't be cheap. They're not. So, in case you're just joining us, uh, this is this is Sir Niggs and Carnes on the on the podcast tube. We started the show talking about baseball. We evolved into historical events, and now we're talking about the Hooters Hotel and Casino in Vegas, or Oyo Oyo Hotel and Casino in Vegas, which is twenty dollars a room. Um, so, a very great episode going uh, that we are on topic right now. Um, now, Mike, are you a big TV or movie guy? Question. So, uh, definitely not a movie guy. Um, regular TV, not a fan. I don't get cable in my apartment. Um, the only thing I do is stream sports. And uh, I do use uh, Netflix, however. So, I do like, uh, so I was, like TV. I was going to ask. If you sh- if you've been streaming anything during COVID, and what are your favorite things to stream during COVID? Well, other than sports, I assume you're asking about TV shows. So I'll go outside of sports and uh, pre-sports, pre-sports, pre-sports coming. So, back. so uh, just to, I finished it and I caught completely up. But um, Lucifer released the first half of season five, and that's my all-time favorite show on Netflix. What uh, show? Lucifer. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of The Blacklist, but they haven't released anything recently. Um, and I'll throw in one more. Um, hmm. What do I want to put in there? So it's been done for a while, but it's one of those things that you just continuously watch regardless of how old it is. And I, I watched The Office all the time. Oh, one of those people. Love The Office. No, that was my favorite. That was my favorite show ten years ago, <laughs> and everybody made fun of me for watching this show. <laughs> it's such a good show. <laughs> like I was, I was on The Office bandwagon before others our age were on The Office bandwagon. Mm-hmm. No, I personally, I mean, I got, I watched a lot during COVID in both because, you know, there's not much else to do, you know, uh, but I recommend three shows. I'm going to try and think of some for you, Mike. Okay. One I think you'll love that I think you should watch, Eastbound and Down. I haven't you heard of that. No. On HBO, it's with um, I was gonna say Danny McBride. You know, who Danny McBride is nope. He was he was in he was the villain from This Is the End. He was the one that was turned uh, into the cannibal. This is the <laughs> end. Yeah, he's in it, and he plays a he plays a washed up pitcher, relief pitcher <laughs> who's trying to make it back into the big leagues. In the first season. The first season, he is he's a he's a gym teacher at like his childhood town. The second season, he goes to Mexico and plays for a Mexican team. And the third season, he's in the minor leagues. And they did a fourth season too. Uh, but it is one of the funniest, 
funniest shows <laughs> that you will ever watch. I'll have to there's check a out. scene when there's a scene where he's in Me- he's making his his Mex- his debut of Mexico, mm-hmm. and he runs out to a Hulk Hogan's um, theme song, which is a uh, I am a real American with the American flag draped around the shores. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty incredible, incredible experience. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't really know much shows that I don't know if you'd like personally. I mean, I've watched a lot of a lot of TV. One of my um, favorite shows of all time was The Sopranos. I watched that. I Fun watched fact. that. I Fun watched fact. The Sopranos during quarantine. That was one of the first shows that I watched. Fun fact: that was filmed. What was that? In that was filmed in the area I grew up in in Jersey, and my cousin um, redid the intro shot for shot with the same shots in his car, and uh, he like he redid the whole intro like take for take. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. I remember we went to um, Philly last year, and I had um, <clears throat> and I had my buddy from Philly drive us on all the roads that they did the "It's Always Sunny in Philly" intro on, <laughs> like the highway and everything. The shots of like Lincoln Financial and and, and the river and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and the random buildings that they put in the shot. Uh. Right. So this show has been going on for how long? What time? Is there a time on here? Is I've I have not been the host of this before. Um, yeah. It's interesting, but it's been going on for a solid hour or so. Um, again, this is Sir Niggs and Carnes in their first episode. Um, I think that's what the name will be. Of course, you'll see the real name whenever this gets posted. This will probably be posted. We're filming this Sunday night. This will probably be posted Monday morning. Um, so, you know keep in mind this is sunday night and we may be off by eight hours on the news of the day Um, (laughs) not that we're really talking about anything that current but the big thing that did happen today football is back and we'll talk about this before we wrap up the show football is back um getting back onto some sports here the steelers don't play till tomorrow unfortunately um, for pittsburgh fans yeah, yeah. The Giants are just so good. You know, they're just the Giants. Daniel Jones is just such a great quarterback <laughs> that they're just going to they're just going to beat the Steelers. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think some things things to talk about. Um, so um, what are your expectations for Ben Roethlisberger tomorrow? You know, being a year away with coming off a major elbow industry. Do you expecting high things from him this year? Like it seems like a lot of Pittsburghers are. Are you going to expect him to be average or are you expecting him to have a down season? I'm expecting neither. I'm expecting an up season, actually. Um, I think Ben knows how bad the team missed him last season. And I think he's going to come out slinging. I think he's not going to be afraid to throw the ball deep. I think he's going to be – much more willing to take risks and I think he's gonna give us everything he's got and he shaved the beard it's gone he's feeling like a new man the beard probably dropped about five pounds and uh I think I think that Juju was lost without him last year 
And I think that we're going to see something really special from the both of them this season. See, I, I don't want – I'm not going to be shocked if Ben has a great season, but I'm hesitant to put those expectations on him because he's 38 and coming off of an elbow industry injury, and I really don't like the weapons that he has around him in terms of, you know, what he used to have around him. You There's nowhere on that team that's nearly as good as what Le'Veon Bell was when Bell was in Pittsburgh. There's nobody on that team that was nearly as good as Antonio Brown was when Antonio Brown was Pittsburgh. But it seems like people still expect the Steelers' offense to be as talented as it was when they had those two plus a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. You know, it's even the offensive line has gone down recently. I mean, it was still, you know, depending on who you use to to rate the offensive line and who you looked at to rate the offensive line, they were good or bad last season. Uh, oh, looks like my recording has stopped. So, Mike, you're gonna have to send me your recording. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, I'm still recording. So. Yeah. So my dis apparently apparently my disk space is full. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. I got plenty of room. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so you have to email it to me. But anyway, I'm just hesitant to – I don't want to put those expectations on him. I, I just don't because it's just – I think it's unfair to a guy that's 38 and coming off of a major elbow industry, injury with no real weapons, no no 100% trustworthy weapons around him. You know, Connor hasn't been healthy – uh, for a full year once in his career you know uh, Juju had a horrible season last year and yeah it could have been you know the Steelers and like I know a lot of people say their quarter was their quarterback play and don't get me wrong Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph are not good quarterbacks I'm not going to sit here and defend those two mm-hmm. but the Steelers despite attempting some of the least amount of passes in the league they were still in the top 10 and dropped passes last year mm-hmm. their receivers you know, Juju himself had, I believe, six last year, or four, four or six. I have to double check, but he only played in, what, 10 games, 12 games? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not – it's just – I don't really like the weapons around Ben that much. Now, Deontay Johnson flashed a lot of talent last year. Um, Clay Chase Claypool um, is apparently pretty good. And, you know, we saw what Connor and Juju were like in their rookie season. You know, granted, that was when there was, you know, Antonio Brown to take away a lot of the pressure from those two. But still, you know, they were very, very talented in that rookie year. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it'll be interesting to see. I don't and I don't think tomorrow will be a good precursor to see what the season will become. You know, first game back, COVID, no preseason games. You're taking off you're playing against the Giants who aren't a very good team. It's not going to be the best way to judge how the Steelers are going to look going forward but I don't know I, I don't know how I expect Ben to do I don't know I expect the team to be a playoff contender though certainly you know here's with- my deal I get I get what you're saying Ben's 38 coming off an injury I get it and if he does poorly I won't blame him a single bit as a fan however I think that Ben does his best work when his back's in a corner and I think that he's played better throughout his career under pressure than he has when everything's relaxed and he's expected to do well. And so I think he's going to get the work in and he's going to definitely be taking risks because I think he knows that he's only got a couple years left and I think he wants to leave it all out on the field. And 
I think if you make it to the NFL, even as a third string quarterback, you have an accurate arm. And so I think the difference between a veteran like Ben and a newcomer like uh, Mason Rudolph or Duck, I think the difference is that few inches, the ball gets closer to the receiver's hands. And yeah, you don't really see that. We didn't really see that today from Tom Brady in Tampa with <laughs> two interceptions. I, mean, I was so happy about that. Fuck Tom Brady, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, second of all, though, no, seriously. But um, I think that, yeah, we had a lot of drop passes, but I think maybe at least half of those could have been contributed to maybe the pass could have been six inches better of a pass. And I think that comes from a quarterback. Like, yeah, maybe the receiver had his hands on the ball, but did he have to reach? Because a good, a good quarterback will make sure you don't have to unless absolutely necessary. That's a fair That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. So it's similar uh, to, like, in baseball when you see, like, when Andrew McCutcheon was young and he would catch fly balls routinely that other outfielders would have to dive for. But on the highlight reel, it's all the diving plays when a real speedy outfielder wouldn't have to dive to get to the ball in the first place. And so I think it's the same thing in the NFL. A veteran quarterback is going to make you not have to reach as much. And I think that results in less drop passes. And um, I think Juju's an an emotional person. And I think he took it hard when he got all the criticism last year. And I think he's going to put his head down and maybe not do all the video game stuff. Uh, well, he has a bit. He he still has been doing that though. He hasn't put know, his head down. I think <laughs> I think once the season starts, we're gonna see a change in the locker room. And I would like to go on the record saying Steelers beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl this year. Wow, that's a little bit crazier than what I want to be on the record for. I certainly think they make the playoffs, but I don't know if I'm predicting a Super Bowl prediction from them. Super Bowl win over the Seahawks. This is being recorded, and I want it on the record. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should end the episode, uh, get that get that Super Bowl prediction out. I'm not predicting that, but I certainly think they're a playoff team. All right, and this has been the first episode of Sir Niggs and Carnes. Um, we hope you enjoy listening. Um, we're going to try and do this weekly or whenever we have free time and can actually meet up and do this over Zoom. Um, but we'll be back if we can do it weekly. We'll talk to you next Monday as this goes out on Mondays. So we'll see you then. Thanks, guys.